0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of The Fulfillment Podcast, where we help discover a better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. In this episode, I want to talk about doing something hard, the concept of suffering in your daily life and controlling the, the pain and the realization of the things that you go through and understanding that in order to appreciate and have the gratitude that you need to grow and move forward, you have to understand kind of like what the lows are, right? Because without Without the lows, you have no highs. Without no highs, you don't have no lows. It's a yin and yang kind of reciprocal relationship that goes on with the good and the bad in life. Um, There's a book out right now, and this episode is going to be primarily based on some topics that are discussed in the book. But uh, Fortitude just came out in April. Um, Dan Crenshaw, the author, a really great guy. Somebody that's gone through uh, some very similar type things as I have in terms of uh, the military and what he's done. Um, He was a Navy SEAL served you know several deployments and stuff all over the world but he talks a lot about different things that he learned in the training and some stuff that they went through and how it can relate to the different things that you experience in life and how it can make you appreciate and understand uh, all the different concepts and stuff that's happening to you and how you can uh, like see it in a good light instead of always being depressed and upset and angry kind of gives you that that realization and that Standard to be able to look at things Differently than most people out, I guess Would and be able to appreciate it Right so going through he went Through uh SEAL training just kind of give a little bit of the background He went through his SEAL school um, They're kind of like main uh, Training like I would talk about ranger school And stuff and our derby phase and queen derby And all that um, His initial phase was like buds right that's Where SEALs go through buds school Or buds training and that's pretty much where you get your uh, Your shit rocked and you get you pretty much your life turned inside out, sitting in the water all the time, sand everywhere, just constantly grinding away, carrying a whole bunch of junk. Like, not a fun time, right? Well, he talks about a lot of different things that happened to him uh, during that phase and during all that stuff that they went through there. And how it gives you a different realization of the the real struggles and the real pains uh, that go on in life. Now, at no point am I obviously considering or would even recommend that anybody go through it just to experience a difference in your world. but. It does lend credence to the concept of being able to see life in a different light. Um, there's there's a, a, ta- a lot of talk about understanding how the, the absence of suffering, right? The absence of pain, the absence of, of all that stuff leads to stagnation, leads to the, um, the halt of growth. And I I know I talk about a lot of times that you have without pain, you have no growth and through pain comes growth, right? So as you as I go back and I relate on uh, different relationships and stuff that I've had different events that I've gone through in my life, um, such as ranger school, right? The amount of resiliency that I came out of ranger school with understanding what you're capable of, what you can deal with mentally, all the things that you can you can put up with. Right. When I talk about like the worst day of my life, sitting on the side of that mountain. Um, in the snow and waking up to artillery simulators. So like world's loudest fireworks with whistles that come before them going off, right? When you hear these RD Sims going off and you're laying in a pile of snow and you wake up and realize you're soaking wet and it's raining somehow. I don't understand how it would rain when it's snowing, but it did. And I just remember sitting there, um, stuffing and trying to get going as quickly as possible so that you wouldn't, you know, simulated die on the side of that mountain um you you learn a lot about yourself right you learn a lot about the appreciation and how bad things can really get so when you are faced with difficult times right it seems like nothing um there are times where we did different things during deployment and i remember looking back and just being like well at least i'm not in ranger school you know at least we're not in ranger school going through the the bullshit and everything that we went through there just gives me a point of reference right it gives you a reference point of how things can be really bad and instead where you're at now they're not um with the in terms of the relationships right i think that going through and understanding that going through the divorce and and being able to realize what a uh, what a relationship is that i don't want right and going through the pain and the reconciliation that later followed going through all of that, right? You, you learn a real, um, appreciation of how important a relationship can be and how important finding the right relationship can also be. Um, when I went through that, uh, that first, um, the first relationship following the the divorce, right? That was probably one of the hardest breakups and the hardest separations that I've ever had. And through that really got me to a point that without having that experience, without, without having that event occur in my life, I never would have gotten to the point where I was pushed to realize that I want to have that again and start taking the necessary steps to make the changes in order to do what I needed to do to find that love again. Right. In order to push myself into the, the uncomfortable situations and to do the things that I needed to do, like break up with the girl that I was currently dating at that time. Um, and then seek the counseling, right, and actually get these issues and these things off my chest that I've been carrying with me for you know years at that at that point, and and really getting yourself into a mental state where you realize that in order to grow and in order to get to where you got to go, you have to face the kind of the demons in the closet, and you have to you have to get past some things, and it's putting yourself through the necessary suffering that gets you through that, right? So understanding that there's there's a quote that says uh, you've survived a hundred percent of your worst days. Keep going right? You'll never, if you don't give up, you're going to be okay and you're going to overcome it. And it's only going to be a further testament to the fortitude that you can create for yourself as you move forward. And it's only going to make you stronger, right? It's going to continue to grow and create you a, a better outlook and, and a better mindset really, as you continue to move forward. Um, And one important thing to remember too, and I think we lose We lose a lot of this, um, especially today in today's culture and today's society. We lose the sense of you. with the good comes the bad, right? With the yin and and yang, right? The yin-yang concept. With the good comes the bad. You cannot have good without having bad. You cannot have a stagnation of only positivity without the bad. And And the reverse is also true, right? You cannot have a stagnation of bad without having good. And the, the big thing to remember on that is we look, I think, as a society to always make things better, which is great. That's exactly how it should be, but it will never be perfect. And here's why when things get to a point, right? We'll say that things are good. We'll, we'll call this objectively good. Everything is good, right? Now, if everything is good, do you think you can find something that is inherently flawed or something that could be improved upon? Of course, right? if you get so smart that you learn uh, let's just call it you learn uh you learn algebra or whatever right do you think there's some stuff that you could also learn that could improve to solve the next equation or improve the next problem or we'll say you learn how to um you learn how to swim efficiently right you you, you don't know how to swim all of a sudden you learn how to swim you you can figure out how to move your arms and your legs coherently together to where you could create like the sort of propulsion that you need to keep yourself float well Now with that, right? You are now good at swimming. However, maybe there's a point where you're like, well, I can actually go faster or I can do it more efficiently or I can, you know, breathe underwater longer, right? There's things you can do to improve. There's always things you can do to do better. Now that doesn't mean you're not swimming. You're still swimming, but you're now learning that there's a further expansion that you can do to go forward, right? Same holds true in businesses and relationships and society society today where we are today is drastically different than where we were 300 years ago where we were 500 years ago right when when you talk about the settlers first coming to America we um, i think some of us like to demonize the the concepts and the things that happened back then right during those times well if you if you really understand it and you really educate yourself and you learn right you wouldn't demonize those people to the point where they're the worst people in the world and we should all be sad about it and, you know, repent. Because you kind of look at the concept and you and you think back and you see, right, those people then living a different life than we are today. If they were living the same life we were today and did the same actions, sure, it would be a very different story. But it's not, right? Those people had to deal with things that none of us could even fathom. I mean, we're talking about Indians, that are hunting them, right? We're talking about people that are native to the land, that know the land better, know the land inside and out, hunting these people with no rules of war, with no concept of humanity, right? These people would just murder, slaughter, and scalp, oftentimes, like family members in front of other family members. You know, when when you read stories and you look back at books of how people would be straight up just running away, from these band of Indians that are taking over their home and then scalping their father in front of the kids as they run off into the woods, watching him just scream in horror and pain before they slit his throat. Like that's some pretty messed up stuff. Right. And then when they defend themselves and they start killing, right. they start shooting back and they, they they're trying to protect their family and all that. And we're going to try and demonize those people. We're going to try and say that those people are horrible people and we should be ashamed of what they've done. Absolutely not. Those people have gone through so much stuff. They came to a land. They had nothing. They built something out of nothing, right? They went into the woods, chopped down trees, carried those trees using horses over to a certain place where they put all the logs, and then they started stacking these logs one at a time to build a home. And that's how they started creating and providing for the family. Then they cleared out an area and started creating you know, all this farmland. And then they started growing crops and then they could eat those crops instead of constantly having to go in the woods and killing deer and bears and animals and stuff to, to keep their family alive, right? There's a level of fortitude that they had to go through. It's interesting too, because a lot of those people back then, while they may, after looking at how things were so real for them, they may have looked like their life was significantly harder for ours or than, than what ours are, is today, which is true, right? It may be. However, those people at the same time were probably much happier than some of us today are. And that's an interesting concept to think about, right? It's interesting to think that somebody back then going through all that stuff could be so much happier. And why is that? Well, there's a concept that says that suffering allows you to focus on the things that are really important, right? Some of, the, some of life's most challenging events, either chosen or unchosen, voluntary or involuntary, are oftentimes the most fulfilling. You overcome difficult times and you will learn something about yourself and you, you feel accomplished, right? If you think about days where you just sit around and you don't do anything and you kind of do a mental reflection on the different things that you've done that day. And then you look at things where you've gone through, um, some significant, we'll say significant events, or you've gone through some struggles or something like that through a day. Right. And you try and weigh those two days, compare them side by side looking at which one you think is more fulfilling, which one do you feel like you have accomplished more on? It's definitely not going to be the one that you sat on the couch and didn't do anything, right? It's going to be the one where you went through some emotional struggle. Maybe you ran a Spartan race. Um, Maybe you bought a house. Maybe you got over some mental barrier and talked to some sibling that you haven't talked to in forever and you sparked the relationship again. So you guys are talking again, right? You've gone through some sort of either emotional, physical um, event, to where you have made a change. You've gone through some sort of challenge and you've overcome it, right? You're going to feel far more accomplished than if you just sat there and didn't do anything. What's the difference? What is the only difference between the two? Well, the difference between the two is in one, you didn't do anything, right? Life was easy and it was so easy to the point where you didn't have to do anything. However, in the other one, what you did was you you took a challenge. You, You did something that made you uncomfortable. You took on a We'll call it voluntary suffering. We did something that, that caused us to Voluntary suffer through something And we feel far more accomplished And far more like we've achieved something So when you think about that, right? When you let that kind of sink in And settle in Our life today may be substantially different And substantially easier Than it was back then But at the same time we could also be far less fulfilled In the things we do There's a reason I think That most of the suffering and the grind and the pain that uh, that we hear from a lot of the people today that, that have issues with the way things are going come from college campuses. College campuses are typically the petri dish for a lot of the outrage mob and a lot of the people that get angry about dumb shit. Now, is there a reason for it? I think there is. There's definitely a reason, I think, that people with the easiest lives, people that, that have everything they need in one place with very little room to go, very little danger, and room to just express themselves and do whatever they want, right, with no critical feedback necessarily from outside worlds or hires or jobs or anything like that, have life so hard, or they say it's so difficult, right? And it's because there's there's very little for them to even really worry about. They have no job that they're worried about. They have no career. They have no this. They have no that, right? Well, at least for the vast majority. I understand some people do go to school and work at the same time, which, hey, good on you. But that's not always the case for everybody. And I think a lot of people that are part of this outrage mob are, are in the latter half of those, right? So it's, it's, it's just something to wrap your head around. I think it's a very important concept to keep in the back of your mind. Without the yin there's no yang. If everything is seen as good, then nothing is good. It is now the standard and it is average. If everything is one way, then, then nothing is good. Nothing is bad. You start to see things as the standard and then things change from there. Right? If you look at who you were today, And who you were back then. Do you still have issues today? Probably. Did you have the same issues that you did back then? Nope, probably not. And why do you think that is? The reason is because you've, you've seen what you had back then you've seen, and you've found ways to grow. You found ways to solve the problems. You found ways to get through it. And you've become this new version of who you are today. Well, now the new version of who you are today, may be better. And that, that better version of who you were back then, but you've got your own problems now, right? You've created a new standard and a new spot for your life. And now you have good things and bad things that you have to deal with, right? New things that you have to address and see and, and solve on your daily. So it's interesting to think about. I think it's a very important concept to keep in the back of your head and to keep understanding. Now, With that being said, right, with the yin comes the yang, with the good comes the bad. You have to understand that no matter what, there will be bad that comes with good. Society may be much better today, but there are also new problems today. And there are things that you have to look at and there are things you have to solve. The important thing is to remember is that it is not worse than it was way back when or three weeks ago or a hundred years ago, right? It is not worse than it was back then. Things are getting better. You just have to find the gratitude and find the things to be appreciative of and remind yourself of how difficult those things were way back when. I, uh, a lot of times I think um, suffering, right? So Dan Crenshaw talks about this in his book. I think it's like in the uh, in the eighth chapter, if that's not yeah. Do something hard. Eight, chapter eight, I think is one of the, one of the best chapters of his book, and it's because it he talks about that how suffering, voluntary suffering, right? If you choose to do the suffering, is incredibly healthy. There's a reason people join CrossFit gyms, right? It's not for while, while they may swear up and down, um, that they're there for the exercises and they're there for, you know, the, the, the growth in terms of working out and everything, that they're there for that. But it's not necessarily the case. They're actually there for the community suffering. They're there to be with a group of people, to go through a similar hardship together, to build a sort of camaraderie that... You can't find without those people around you, right? Or without other people going through a similar thing. And it's kind of cool to see that even like people that do the, uh, we'll talk about like the Spartan races, right? Or that go on these unbearably difficult like hikes or climbs or, you know, do things that they've never done before. Go skydiving and go bungee jumping, right? And do these things that they've never, that like push them outside of their limits that cause them to face some sort of fear or some sort of agony that they've never, um, dealt with before. Right. But they know is an issue. When you start looking at the way that dealing with those things and, and putting yourself through that sort of voluntary suffering helps you grow. It helps you put a baseline as to what the things are that you're dealing with and how realistic they are and put things back into perspective, right? The, uh, the most challenging events in your life are often the most fulfilling right So you talk about I, I know you hear stories all the time And it's why people do it But bungee jumping right How difficult and how hard it is For somebody to take Take that leap off the side of the bridge Or a cliff or whatever not, not cliff I think you smoked the cliff if You jumped off one of those But uh, the, off of a bridge or something right And you do the bungee jump How difficult it is for somebody To get over the fear to actually jump But once you get to the point Where you do jump They feel incredibly Like life changing things happen to them right after that jump. I just, I I know I hear stories all the time about how people do it. And I mean, I I think it was the same thing for me, right? I was, uh, I was airborne during uh, my time in the service. And I know that ever since the first day of jumping out of that first plane, um, it was, it was, it was kind of like that life changing experience. And then you jump into, um, a night combat equipped jump and you get a whole different experience, right? You, you see kind of a battlefield the battlefield below you. And while this was all just in training, we never actually did anything um, in, in combat, but to see what it would look like in simulated combat, to see, you know, just the muzzle flash of all the rifles and everything going off below you and the guns and the, the artillery impacts and stuff, you, it gives you a real appreciation for the good things we have because you go through that suffering, you go through that pain, you go through that life altering moment and event in your life. And you, you have that appreciation, that drawback to reality of how good things really could be for you. Um, the same thing holds true for, so, okay, so let's dial back. Hold on. One really, really important thing to remember is that the suffering has to be self-imposed. You cannot have the same level and degree of growth. If you have like involuntary Suffering that happens to you, right? That involuntary suffering causes growth, right? So you you choose to do something and it leads you to become better, um, be fulfilled, see things differently, right? It allows you the gratitude that you need in order to move forward and move in the right direction. Now the opposite is true of involuntary suffering. That's a, that's actually called torture. So torture is not what we're trying to go for. I'm not trying to recommend that anybody go sign up for the nearest torturing class and just get smoked right? That's, that is not the way that you will achieve this type of growth, but voluntary suffering, right? Voluntarily sitting in an ice bath is very different than being forced to sit in an ice bath. It allows you the ability to control the amount of suffering, control the amount of pain. And in some instances grow in different ways that you never would, if you were being forced to do something, there's a reason people sign up to do these, you know, marathon runs and, uh, and all these other things, you know, like the Spartan races and the Tough mutters and stuff like that. It's because you get to the point where you get addicted to the growth that it gives you. It's, it's handing out and it's understanding that by controlling small amounts of suffering in your life, you, you lose the ability to complain about mundane, monotonous stuff as it goes on every day. And it's, it's just a, it's a really cool thing. I think the deployments for me did that a lot. They helped me understand how much we have um, in our society today, in an American society, in an American world, just to be able to appreciate. I mean, even looking at, like, the homeless people in America do not have it bad. Like, they do not have it bad. They live in a first-world country. They do not worry about people shooting them. They do not worry about people just walking up off the street and just executing You know, guys like that, like, there's just, the cops aren't going to roll up and just start mass slaughtering, like, (laughs) homeless people, you know, you don't, they're not, uh, they're not suffering to the same degree as some of these third world countries are. And I think my my deployment to Iraq really kind of showed me that, right? Because they have, so it's, it's weird, right? Because they have less, I think, of a homeless problem. I guess you would almost look at them, Um, our homeless people and kind of compare it just to the general society. But um, it's almost like they get picked up and they get recruited. And these terrorist organizations um, create opportunities for the people that really have no place to go and no no place to call home. Um, You know, they give them that. They give them the sense of belonging and they give them the sense of having the things that they need. And that's pretty dangerous, right? That's that's dangerous to a society that's trying to grow and, and create and become something better. Um, we don't have that here. We don't have those things that we have to deal with here in America. And it's it's important to remember that, right? It's important to appreciate and understand that we don't have those same issues. Same thing holds true with, I know we talk about um, like emissions, right? And we talk about worrying about all the different things that we're pumping into the sky. Well, I can tell you that my experience over there is that once a week, this uh, like one of the nearby oil factories that we were, we were sitting by, Um, once a week would pump off it would do like a pressure release or something to where it would just pump excess oil or excess pressure into the sky and it would just create this dark plume in the in the area to where it was almost just like a really 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 cloudy day And, and it seemed like overcast but it was due to this just oil plume that this nearby factory would pump out and it was just an oil refinery but I mean, it was a routine thing that happened all the time. There's a reason that the whole sky smelled like smoke and the air smelled like burnt plastic and, you know, the environment was just trash over there. It's because of the things that they did like that. And that makes me really appreciate when I come back over here and we start looking at things, you know, like your fuel economy and the the amount of appreciation you have for, you know, your environment and the things that are going on. And you you have an understanding because I know how bad it can be and I know how bad I've seen it be. And I know that we are doing so much better as a society than those people are out there like that. You know, it may not be reported and it may not be tracked on the global scale, but I know for a fact, because I've seen it, that things are a million times worse over there than they are here. And it gives me that appreciation and that gratitude and allows me to see things in a different light and allows me to focus on the things that are really important and the things that actually matter, right? It allows me to focus my energy instead of becoming an activist and fighting for bullshit that doesn't matter because it's way worse somewhere else. And if we really don't want to solve the problem, we'd be focusing on that. Instead allows me to focus my energy on the things that matter, like the people that matter to me and, and the, the events and the times and the places that I'm you know trying to achieve, the different things that I'm trying to accomplish. It allows me to focus on growing through businesses you know, and becoming a, a person who can achieve financial fulfillment for my family. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's very interesting, it gives you perspective. So I, I definitely encourage to go off of uh, what Dan says in his book, Controlled suffering is necessary in order to improve your life. Do something hard in your life. Do something hard. Find a routine that you can do to habitually do something that gives you the appreciation and gives you the the knowledge that you're you're growing, you're improving, right? I'm not saying go date people and break up with them just to get the experience, but I am saying put yourself out there and understand that, you know what, things may not work out and that's okay because you're learning every single time you're learning and you're growing and you're becoming better. And you're, you're doing something with it, right? Not everything has to work out. Everything doesn't have to be perfect for you every single time. Suffering is good. Suffering in doses that you can control, that you are voluntary doing habitually are good. I'm not recommending, like he says in his book, he's like, I'm not recommending going out there and getting blown up in the face with an IED. That, that, that would not be habitual voluntary suffering, but I am saying go out there and run, you know, a three K go out there and run a five K go out there and run, you know, a half marathon marathon or a full marathon or a Spartan race or a tough mudder, you know, go out there and do that hike that, that was difficult for you the first time. Cause you want to do it again. You know, um, here in Colorado, we have something called an incline and it's just like a straight 2000, Foot elevation change in like a mile distance, so it's it's pretty you know substantial. It's just like a stair climber for like an hour. Um, you know, do do the things like that that kind of push you to a place that makes you a little uncomfortable because it gives you a sense of appreciation, it gives you a sense of reality, and it allows you to feel accomplished, right? It allows you to control the suffering. Do the things that you can do habitually because by doing things as a habit, right, you create a change. By creating a change through habit, you create a change through life you create a new lifestyle. Remember it takes 20, 28 days, I think 28 or 27 days to create a habit by creating a habit. You change your life, create habits, create enough good habits and you change your life for the better, find appreciation in things and find gratitude in those habits. And you create a massive change for not only you in a positive way, but for the people around you. And remember, like I said before, Those are the people you want to be around, right? Be somebody that people want to be around. Be somebody that has a positive influence in people's lives, not a negative one. If everybody did that, the world would be a totally different place. Unfortunately, right? With the good comes the bad. We can have those good people, but we're also going to have the negativity because as the world gets better and the collective gets better, you're still going to have something to compare it to and there's going to be negative in there. So you, the goal is for you individually to be the best version of you as you can And that energy is going to wear off on other people. It's interesting stuff. It's powerful stuff. But thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I'm going to get going on this one. And uh, we'll get started with the next one next time. So follow us on Instagram, fulfillment underscore podcast. Make sure to go and rate and uh, send me a DM there. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys want to hear in the next episodes and in some future episodes. Make sure to go to Spotify, Apple Podcast. You guys can go on there and rate as well. So that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you in the next one. Yeah.